0: And we are back on the KYMN morning show. Uh, we have, uh, 45 degrees and I'm, I'm told that that is uh, not actually cold. Though I'm not sure, I believe that myself. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman,
1: is uh, joining us. I think in uh, early January we're going to look at 45 as balmy. <laughs> well, I think you're right there, but it's not mid-January yet. Thankfully,
0: yes, school just got underway. It did. You know, we've got uh, it was what a week ago Tuesday. A week ago we'll today. today, yeah. yeah exactly. That uh, school got underway. Let's talk about that. It's always an exciting day, I'm sure, for you know me when I was a kid going to school for their the you know, first day of a new school year and i would imagine for the
1: teachers and uh, the administration as well yeah it's been uh, in my, this is my 28th year in public education jeff and there are just a, a couple of other years where i can remember as optimistic and joyful of a start as we've had i think that you know Families are thrilled to have their children uh, back in school for the year. Teachers are thrilled to be back and excited about what the year ahead uh, has uh, in terms of the potential that lies ahead. And I, back when I coached basketball years ago, Jeff, you know, we used to some of the weight training we would do is our athletes would put on those ankle weights. If you've ever seen them, Mm they wrap around your ankle, and you know, you uh, will do drills with them to help strengthen you know your lower body and your legs and if anybody who's listening ever wore those ankle weights the moment that you took those ankle weights off you felt like you could jump out of the gymnasium right (laughs) and i think that that's just how you know our entire school community feels right now um regardless of how you have felt about you know the last uh couple of starts to the school year we just all had a weight over us that weight of the pandemic and what was the right way forward to handle it and reasonable people can differ on that but all of us felt that weight and, uh, I think that we knew it was there, but I, I mean, certainly the pandemic's not over. We know that COVID is still having impact on people, you know, who are listening to us here today, Jeff, but it does feel like that proverbial weight has been lifted from us. Just back to having the regular things, you know, being regular, and it doesn't mean that there aren't challenges or problems or issues that we're trying to solve. But it is one of the, if if not the, it's one of the top couple most optimistic and joyful starts that I've experienced in uh, several decades of being in this business.
0: Good to hear it, and uh, well, let's delve into that just a little bit further. Of course, the pandemic—you've had to alter uh, your methods of educating the uh, young children. Are we back to? What we would call normal, are are there any permanent changes that you see that are going to be taking effect?
1: So, Jeff, I think that uh, I try to avoid using the word normal because Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone knows what normal is anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I use that term regular. So I would say that we have been back to a lot of regular instruction for some time. You know, really the disruptions that we had and, uh, you know, shifts to where everyone was doing distance learning really were... You know, relegated to that, uh, end of the 2019-20 and the 2020-21 school year. Last year, we were in person every day. Certainly, different families and people were disrupted by the virus and, and various, um, you know, protocols, including quarantine and things like that over time. But we really have been back to the regular, uh, process. However, there are changes. And I know that everybody thinks, oh, we've come out of this, uh, you know, these changes happen right away. No, I think that the changes that will happen to our system, will we are learning what are the things that we learned that should stay and be part of our system, and what are the things that we need to get back to. Uh, so one of the things that we're focusing on this year, we're using the theme this year for our entire school district of a reset year resetting expectations uh resetting uh, our commitments to each other and to learning and so for example uh it sounds pretty basic but one of our commitments is to attendance uh because you know over the past couple of years you know we've we've really had different ways of attending school and different things that have impacted people's attendance but what we know is it's very important you know for people to be in school and so working on just making sure that everyone is operating under that same expectation that uh, that's a simple thing. And we start from that foundational part, Jeff, and then we build up. And so give you an example. Uh, our high school administration, led by new high school principal uh, Shane Beyer and his assistants Rico Bourne and uh, Becca Bang, over the last week they have been visiting every single 9th through 12th grade core academic class. So every student in 9th through 12th grade is getting visited by one of their administrators and one of their counselors. To go through what are the school expectations and you think well why do you have to do that well we all know that whenever we start something new anyone out there who's listening who has been a coach or who has been on a committee at church knows that the best committees the best teams which our school is a team are ones that have clarity about what the expectation and and it's as as predictable as it can be so uh, the high school team has just done an outstanding job of going and setting those expectations that happens also you know at our elementary schools where principals go classroom to classroom you know to talk about here's how we do things here at school so that optimism and hope comes from this let's set those foundational expectations for each other Jeff and uh, that's it's really great to be back to that kind of thing.
0: Superintendent Hillman is with us. Let's talk about uh, improvement plans. Uh, yes. Each uh, summer, you go through the school improvement plans for the new school year. You heard
1: the last of them, uh, of the uh, school improvement plans. Uh, tell us about those. Yes. So uh, we had heard our final two plans last night. So we have our high school activities department. Uh, actually present a school improvement plan. They're part of the high school, but they also have a community reach. And so new high school activities director, Bubba Sullivan, uh, provided that plan. He looked back at uh, some of the goals that had been set last year and some of the things that they're looking forward to this year. Really what the high school activities department is really looking at, making sure that those activities that we have, athletics and non-athletic activities, really help students have a great experience. So their part of their goals are making sure that they're surveying students and families at the end of the season to find out, did they have a good experience? If they did, why did they have a good experience? So we can replicate it. If they didn't have a good experience, let's learn from that so we can make it better. And then also really trying to measure how do participating in activities, again, both athletic and non-athletic at- activities, help students feel connected to their community. And it was a really great moment for me as a strategic planning uh, aficionado that here our activities department was explicitly linking uh, these goals that they had to our new strategic plan benchmarks and making sure that uh, parents are satisfied with their children's education, which includes the activities component, and making sure that children feel connected to their community. And the Northfield High School School Improvement Plan really coming back to with a brand new leadership team again, resetting a lot of expectations as we emerge from the pandemic, really focus on, again, some of those basic pieces about student leadership, the student experience, academic uh, improvement, and just making sure that we are coming back together as a school community, setting those core expectations and moving forward together. Both improvement plans also focus on making sure that when we say everyone, that we mean everyone and to ensure that um, every single person in our school uh, has an equitable or a genuinely fair chance to participate and succeed. Superintendent
0: Hillman is uh, with us. Let's talk about, uh, staffing. We've talked about this a couple of times this summer. Staffing levels, uh, aren't uh, what they could be. You, 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 you like every other employer in town, uh, have, uh, found that the workforce is shrinking apparently. Uh, do you have a full staff now? Are all the positions, whether it be educators and teachers or
1: anyone else involved with the staff, are you up to the levels you'd like to see? So anyone who listens to the radio or uh, looks at news knows that you see issues with school staffing across the country. We are fortunate in the fact that we have all all of our licensed positions filled. So when we know, we feel very blessed by that. We know many districts are still looking, you know, for teachers. uh, And so we feel very good that we have all of our licensed positions filled. But it takes a lot more than licensed positions to run a school day. And so we have a a few areas where we're still struggling uh, for staff. One is our educational assistance. In other school districts, they are commonly referred to as paraprofessionals. These typically are uh, folks who come in to help Uh, students with special needs, it might be one-on-one, it might be small groups of students. So we still have, you know, over ten positions uh, available for that, and I'm gonna come back to that in just a moment. Uh, Another area where we're really struggling and our families are feeling it, is our what we call school age child care and in Norfield we call that our Kid Ventures program. And so that's the child care that happens before the beginning and after the end of the school day uh, specifically to support working families. And unfortunately we've had to cap the number of students who can participate in those just because we don't have enough staff to meet the ratios required by the Department of Human Services uh, that governs uh, those programs. And so I've heard from families, and I want people to know that we've heard, you know, people are understanding, they understand that we are struggling to get uh, employees for those kinds of hourly positions like many other places in the community, but it has a real impact on our families. So. We want uh, people to know that we're doing uh, what we reasonably can to try to entice people to uh, 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 apply for those positions. Anyone listening who wants to help out kids before school or after school, If you can do it a few days a week, we'll we'll take a lot of different options, so feel free to go to northfieldschools.org forward slash employment, and you can look for either an educational assistant position uh, or one of our school-age child care positions. We also have a lot of volunteering that we need, Jeff, and uh, specifically things like Promise Fellows to help students uh, with some tutoring and things like that. So lots of things available, and we can sit here and complain about it, right? We can whine about it or we can try to do something differently. So when it comes to our educational assistance shortage, uh, what we're doing is we're retooling, and our director of special uh, services, uh, Cheryl Hall, last night proposed to the board that we look at doing something different. We combine a few educational assistant positions into a teaching position while there aren't a plethora of special education teachers out there we can use something called a tiered licensing system so we're going to post a position for a high school special education teacher that would really pr- try to provide that instruction services that we would typically have provided with multiple educational assistants it will be different we'll have to serve those students differently but it's a it's a way that we're trying to uh look at this differently. And so if you're listening and you have a 4-year degree and you have an interest in serving students with disabilities, you might want to take a look at that posting. We can use something that's called the tiered licensing system or a person who has a 4-year degree um who might be enrolled or interested in enrolling in a uh, teaching program. We have some possibilities of how we might be able to get you licensed. Of course, that depends on the person and their background. But I encourage everyone listening, you know, we're at this point coming out of the pandemic and everyone's taking stock, right? We're all taking stock of what contributions are we making to the world, Jeff, and public service is so important. And so if people out there are saying, you know what, I really want to make a bigger difference for my community, uh, I encourage you to think about a career in education. And if you if you have an interest in becoming a teacher or getting into our system, just call our district office. I'd be happy to talk with you about the the different possibilities that could exist and how you might be able to get licensed. We really need to have quality people who are willing to come and teach our kids. And so we'd be certainly happy to help anybody on that journey. And this is one way, this conversion of a couple of EA positions into a teaching position. I'm not saying it's going to be the perfect fit, but we can either complain and whine about our circumstances, or we can try to do something different, and that's what we're choosing to do right now. It might not work, but we're going to try it anyway because we think this is the next best step.
0: Superintendent Hillman once again is our guest. Let's talk about the uh, capital improvement levy you have coming up. We've talked about a number of levies or or possible uh, referendums that uh, the voters may face, but you do have one coming up uh, that
1: is in November. Uh, Did you address? Was that talked about last night? Yes, absolutely, Jeff. So. Uh, just to be clear what we're talking about is the capital projects levy renewal and expansion the capital projects levy was last passed in 2011 this is not the high school bond so let's just be very clear about that uh, the board uh, decided to put a pause on that for now and we will come back with something about how to update the high school at a later date but for right now we're focused on renewing the capital projects levy that was passed in 2011 uh, we're asking for renewal and then we're asking for an increase. So. If People listening can go to northfieldschools.org forward slash CPL for capital projects levy. You can learn about why we want to renew the levy. You can uh, learn about what it exactly means and does. Uh, You can see sample ballot language. Uh, Later this week, we'll be sending a postcard to every district resident with a link to that website and a few talking points. We really want people to be aware it's a, it's a a very economical ask uh, for a $350,000 house. Uh, passing both questions would be an in, increase of $81 per year. Uh, so compared to the other levies that schools ask for, this is a quite an economical one. And again, as we've shared with you before, this is really going to afford us to make sure that we take care of three things. The first of which is making sure that we're able to maintain uh, and improve our buildings and grounds. So this... Uh, you know, ranges from a lot of different kinds of things, uh, from some modest remodels or renovations. The money can also be used for some basic repairs and uh, preventative maintenance and those kinds of things, Jeff. Uh, it also will allow us to make sure that we uh, keep up to date our materials and supplies uh, and equipment for students and staff. So that ranges from, you know, things like making sure that our staff and students' technology is updated to uh updating the science curriculum like we are doing right now over the next couple of years to uh, align with the new state science standards. And it can also allow us to buy a used plow truck so that the parking lots can be clear of snow when we have that January cold uh, like we talked about before. And then finally, it does allow us, the increase will allow us to pay a very narrow group of employees' salaries. So, yes, payroll is payroll, right? It comes out of uh, the same place. But how we code that is different. And the state allows us to code our technology specialists, our technicians, five of them, to this levy. And people know that we have declining enrollment and that we face some general fund budget issues. This would allow us to recode about a half a million dollars worth of general fund uh, expenditures, the salary and benefits for these technicians, to the capital projects levy, and that would reduce the amount of future budget reductions that we would have to do. So this is a good approach. It's responsible. It's making sure that we're using the resources available to us, and I think that we uh, have really clearly demonstrated that we are good stewards of our taxpayers' dollars. We make sure that we use it for things like making sure our buildings and grounds are, up, are kept up to make sure that we have updated material supplies, and equipment for our students, and in this case, it would also allow us to pay this narrow band of employees. employees out of a different fund and allowing us to reduce less in the general fund.
0: Lastly, let's talk about uh, an annual event. Each September, you uh, uh, give a State of the Schools uh, address to the Northfield Area Chamber of Commerce. That's coming up uh, in a week or two. I I haven't written the date down yet, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, you can write the date down right now, Jeff. It is September 21st uh, at 1130 a.m. at the Northfield Golf Club. And uh, Northfield Schools is a long-time proud member of the Chamber of Commerce. I uh, have the privilege to get to sit on the board as an ex-officio member. And, you know, the Chamber and Jane Bartho and team just do a great job uh, supporting our local businesses and and really making sure that they have support and advocacy for their needs. And so it's always a pleasure for us on an annual basis to do one of their luncheons where we share the state of the district. I gave the board a preview of it last night. And uh, we look forward. I know that the Chamber has already sent out the registration, but uh, for those listening, if they have an interest in attending, I think if they go to the Chamber website or uh, call down uh, and talk to Jane and the team, that they'd be happy. Happy to have you uh, join us for lunch that day and learn a little bit about where the school district is at. So hope to see everyone there. September 21st, 1130 at the Northfield Golf Club. I've got it written down. Excellent, it's, Jeff. has
0: got to be on my calendar.
1: Uh, Superintendent Matt Hillman, thank you so much for joining us. Jeff, thank you. And thanks for the work that KYMN is doing just to help support Northfield schools. We're just so thrilled with a live event schedule that you and NorthfieldLive.com mm-hmm. have put together, uh, just letting grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and you know, older uh, siblings across the country watch some great Northfield high school athletic and other activities. So thanks for that partnership and helping us make sure that uh, we're amplifying our kids' successes.
0: Thank you. Superintendent Matt Hillman of the uh, Northfield School District